What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Military Cash Flow. Today, guys, we're just going to talk about 2020, right? That was a crazy year, crazy year. And there's all these things that were going on around us. Some of us chose to take, uh, you know, advantage of some of the opportunities. And some of us ah, just couldn't hang, right? Like it, it was a lot. It was an intense year. So I'm going to recap on some of the things that um, with the focus with, with my partnerships, with my team, some of the things that, you know, I was able to accomplish during 2020. Now, this video isn't, isn't boasting. It isn't anything like that. It's just sharing some of the knowledge of what I found out, you know, some of the opportunities that I found to take advantage of to kind of catapult me into the new year, right? Into that next 2021, where hopefully things can go back to somewhat normal, right? It's been kind of crazy. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses, we have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there so go check that out and with that here's a word from our sponsors so start off in the beginning right um as it came we were operating our team out in the Fayetteville market um crushing deals right we're, we're doing really well and we had set a goal early in this year to say that hey we want to make sure that we're exceeding 30 transactions a month okay in the beginning we were doing pretty well we were somewhere around 20 transactions a month the one thing that we saw really happen was financing got really weird for a little bit. And, and all of you guys probably remember that it got really weird those first couple of months where lenders were saying, hey, you know, we're pulling back everything. We're not going to lend. Or if you do, we, we want, you know, 60% LTV or 70% LTV and a whole year's worth of uh, insurance premiums and put into escrow. It got weird. So we thought it was going to actually affect us, but instead we found that there were a lot of people who were fairly liquid, right? Who had a lot of capital that continued to buy and we were able to expand it and we were able to now exceed our 30 transactions a month. So great job to the team. Shout out to the Five Pillars team. Um, they're crashing it out there in Fayetteville. So as the year kind of continued to progress, we're like, all right, well, what's what's the next challenge? Now that we're kind of established in Fayetteville, North Carolina, we were looking to expand into another market. So we wanted to stay in North Carolina, right? Because it made sense. We're licensed here. We understand the market. We had to go to a bigger area. So it was between Raleigh and Charlotte. And after doing a lot more research on the cities and what some of their driving economic factors are, decided on Charlotte. So moved out to Charlotte in October, right? Obviously was doing research building the networking brand, all that good stuff well in advance, but moved out boots on the ground in October. We brought on our first agent within a, two weeks, I think, and we're already up to five agents here in the Charlotte market, right? And we're rocking and rolling, getting ready to roll into that new year, into that 2021, uh, you know, and, and ma match, if not beat, the Fayetteville branch, right? We're, so we're, we're looking for that competitive uh, spirit there. But the growth there is just phenomenal. And again, shout out to not only the new agents that are coming on and taking that challenge, right? Because we are a very unique, very unique firm uh, or company. Um, but shout out to the to the back end, our support systems, right? All the operations managers that we have, our lead administrative 
um, assistants, our, our, our transaction coordinators, all the people that really make this thing, you know, operate. So that was that. That was on the real estate side, right? We found that unique opportunity in that in that fold. Where financing got weird, we were able to find, you know, those investors who had those deep pockets to keep that going. So that worked out in our favor. Now, military cash flow. What's going on, with military cash flow? Right? We obviously, you guys are following the journey. You've seen that we're constantly, you know, trying to record content and push out content and stay consistent. And most of you know by now, we record a few weeks in advance, and so that allows us to kind of build up a nice little stockpile of content, right? And we get it out there. Uh, but Dan, Dan, when deployed, right? And uh, he's back now. He's he's back. He's safe. He's good. Uh, but he was gone for a long time, so there was a lot of those struggles there. Um, our buddy Wasim, he's killing the game he's the guy that actually does our editing if you guys want his contact information let us know we'd be happy to share it um but he does our, our content editing video editing and all that good stuff and he also helped uh with us getting our new website right our new website is out now um we we got a website designer to come out there and fix it all up for us and what seems helping us integrate a lot of this stuff there so it's a beautiful thing um we have the course out we have the book out the book the elite investor right came out here in 2020 crazy old 2020 right and in less than 48 hours uh, it was Amazon's number one bestseller in two categories, including financial services, which is huge, guys. I mean, that is literally right up there with like the rich dad, poor dads and all that other stuff. Now, by no means is that a rich dad, poor dad, you know, quality book or, or even have that many sales. But nonetheless, that's just how uh, how crazy that was. And so, again, thanks to everybody that shows support. And if you guys haven't grabbed a copy, go to Amazon or go to our website. Uh, and Hell, it'll be in the show notes below. So don't even worry about it. Go down there and get you a copy. Right. Uh, and we talk about a lot of the stuff that uh, in that book there that I've actually implemented through my through my investment journey, but also through 2020, which allowed me to really propel my portfolio growth, right? And so now when we're looking at just investments in general on my end, I was able to acquire 30, I had to write it down, 34 new rental units, okay? A mix between some triplexes, duplexes, uh, uh, a nice, beautiful um, nine, it was eight units, but we made it nine, right? So I didn't even count that one, so you can call it 35, but um, we made it nine and then we're doing some short-term rentals out of that, right? So that one is real exciting there. Um, but we were able to acquire not only 34 units and some of that was partnership, some of that is just all mine, but nonetheless, 34 units there and closed on a, a hotel syndication. Right. And and the reason I want to bring up that hotel piece is because, again, everybody got so fearful of the hotel industry with COVID because of all the travel restrictions and things of that nature. But the key is we actually found the underlying uh, uh, issue with you know, the small uh, mom and pop owned style hotels. Right, the limited service uh, franchise model hotels where we were able to come in and buy them at a ridiculous ridiculous discount, but then turn around and underwrite extremely conservative with the new COVID norms, right? With all those new uh, travel norms and, and new vacancy rates and all that good stuff to still yield an, a tremendous return, right? Our IRRs are projected above, you know, 20% on all these deals that we're underwriting because we were able to get in very creatively, right? And, and we have the, the, the team, right? Because we partnered with um, a very, very, very seasoned hotel um, operator, 
right? That is literally what he is classically trained in through uh, one of the most prestigious Ivy League schools in hotel management, and then turned around and that's what he does day in and day out, right? So we were able to align ourselves with the right people and find those unique opportunities to, to now tackle that. And we're constantly looking deals. So if you guys wanna know more about that, um, let me know if you are interested in, in finding opportunities um, for stuff like that. Just reach out to me and we'll talk about it and we'll go from there. But you know, being able to increase you know, my portfolio that, that vastly, during this year where everything got funky, right? The financing, the, the, I mean, hell, just finding the deals, all that good stuff. We were able to do that, right? In addition to that, we're also doing two flips, right? We have two flips right now currently going uh, underway. Um, and, and, and they're good. There's not going to be any, you know, home runs, but we're looking, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars give or take. We'll see how it obviously pans out on the end once they get under contract. But they are underway. We were able to acquire them and get most of the renovation done. One of them is complete. The other one's in the process. But again, just finding that opportunity, right? And in the midst of all of that good stuff. I was on my final year of my MBA. All right, I'm studying. You can see I'm, I'm a proud Tar Heel. Right, right. Uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Um, I was in their uh, MBA program, right? Their hybrid program where a lot of it is done virtually. Some of it was done in person. Everything that was done in person got yanked back. They stopped doing those and they forced us to do it all online. Still very, very tough material, right? And because it's not um, like on demand, so it's not like I can just be self-paced. It's actual live interactions where we all got to have our Zoom cameras on. We have to engage. We have to answer some of the questions, right? So it's, it's, it's very much like being in class. It's just in a virtual setting. Very difficult material, but by the grace of God, right? And everybody, obviously the staff there and the students, I was able to accomplish that. And so as of 2020, um, now uh, MBA graduate from UNC Chapel Hill. Right. So that was another thing that I was able to knock out. And obviously, again, thanks so much to the team around me that helped me uh, for like the time management and all that good stuff. Speaking of time management, again, one more plug for that book. Again, goes in there and talks about setting your priorities, time management, all that good stuff. Uh, and again, how I was able to kind of balance it all out throughout the year. Okay. Uh, that is pretty much the 2020 recap. And I'm sure there's like minor stuff there that, you know, I kind of missed out on. But ultimately, again, I just want to highlight the fact that if you have that strategy, right, if you have goals set and then you get creative, you get very disciplined with your time management, you do leverage your weaknesses, right? Because there's a lot of things that I had to leverage out. And, and you focus on your strengths at a time where the world essentially was in pure panic, I found opportunity to grab a lot. And I, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's said often, and I don't really know who says it, it might be Warren Buffett, it might be some of those other financial kind of gurus, but wealth is made during depressions. Wealth is made during crisis, right? So think about the last 2008, you know, market crash, 2007 to 2009, right? People made a lot of money then when they bought at the right time, when the market dipped and they bought everything for, you know, 40% off essentially. Once it all came back to normal and got back to market values and it appreciated over time, that's where a lot of the wealth was actually made, right? So finding an opportunity like COVID when it happened, instinctually I was like, maybe, but I knew, I knew that 
this is where wealth's going to be made. So, hey, we'll figure it out. We'll see how all of these things perform, acquired a lot of doors in, you know, a, a short amount of time, right, within the past nine months, 10 months. So we'll see how they perform, you know, in a few years, right, when everything kind of settles out or a couple months when everything starts to really settle out. But nonetheless, I think this is the opportunity for us to look at uh, potential growth. Speaking of potential growth, gotta throw, guess what else happened in 2020? This is, this is, to me, it's extremely interesting. Travel bans were enacted, right? Or, or, or they were basically set in place. Hey, you can't travel. You got curfews, masks, block testing, blah, 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 blah. The one company that seemed to thrive and make us a lot of money and plenty of other people money is Airbnbs. Airbnb. Then what did Airbnb do in December of 2020? It went public, right? Everything that we were told in the media, oh, oh hotel industry, uh, short-term rentals, they're gonna, they're gonna suffer because of the travel bans. You see that? The media portrayed all of that stuff. And in turn, some of our best performing assets are our short-term rentals, our Airbnbs. Then Airbnb went public in December and immediately went up by some stupid 130, 140%, obviously overnight. And obviously, you know, for those who do follow stocks, typically they have an IPO surge, right? When they do go public, um, depending on the, on the actual company, there's typically a nice surge and then it'll kind of balance out a little bit. Um, but I personally don't think Airbnb is ever going to flatten back out to that $60 mark. I think it's just going to just go, 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 right? But that's because that platform is so unique. Um, it's, it's again, a creative use of the resources that you have to increase that, that bottom line, right? Or uh, increase that revenue for sure. So um, I just thought that was very interesting. So I had to throw that out. 2020 has been a wild year, lots of ups and downs. But as always, we have to be looking forward, right? setting up those smart goals that I keep throwing out there. And again, if you want to guys watch those videos, right? We got a smart goal. We got goal setting one-on-one. Get those goals set, man. Because when you have that clarity, no matter what the world throws at you, no matter who the hell's in office, right? None of that'll matter because you have an actionable plan and you can actually follow it day over day and you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish, right? And they say a lot of people overestimate what they can accomplish in one year and, and greatly underestimate what they can accomplish in five. Right. So imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine being able to set a goal like that, accomplishing some good amount in 12 months. Right. One year. But then turn around and basically double your performance the year after and double it after and double it after. Everybody who says they want financial freedom, they want to produce this cash flow. Guys, you can do it in three years. You can become financially free in three years. Right. You can do that. I'm living proof of that. Right. Three years. No, nobody gave me a handout, right? We used military benefits, partnership, leverage, right? And obviously through loans, but leveraging out my time by finding people who know what they're doing, right? And so you just, you just got to be dedicated to it. You got to be committed, man. And so with that being said, guys, we had a hell of a year. We're getting off on the right foot going into the next one. And I, I hope every single one of you guys crush your goals for 2021. And as always, it's been a pleasure. Follow our content, smash the like button, share it, do what you got to do, right? And then we hopefully want to hear all of your success stories, right? Put it all in the comments. Tell us everything that you got going on in 2020, uh, 2020 right? Yeah, 2020. That uh, despite all of the craziness, what'd you accomplish? 
What did you get done? What are you proud of, most proud of for 2020? Yeah, put all that down there. Anyway, guys, until next time, this is Mike signing off.